I'm excited to see so many uh, people here today to support our children. And I um, also want to thank my friends and family who are here also to support me. <laughs> All right, let's pray as we begin together. Loving Father in heaven, we are so thankful for your many blessings. Uh, most of all, we want to thank you for the example that you set before us and how we can be more like you. As we spend these next few moments in your word, I pray that you'll open our hearts and reveal yourself to us. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 25 years ago, Gatorade aired a commercial with a jingle called, Be Like Mike. Now, some of you younger children may not know who Mike is, but some of you older children know who exactly who I'm talking about, right? Now, just to test to see if you younger kids know, do you all know who Michael Jordan is? Yes. You, okay, so you do know who Michael Jordan is. For some of you who don't know, for the few who don't, Michael Jordan is considered one of the if not the greatest basketball player of all time. So the commercial featured Michael Jordan playing ball with a few kids and sipping Gatorade. And the idea behind the commercial was that if those kids followed Michael and if they watched him and maybe practiced like him and copied some of the techniques that he had, they would become more like him. And that is kind of true, right? If we follow people, if we look at their example, then it is more likely that we become more like them. I myself am a tactile learner. That's a fancy word for saying I learn by doing things. So I watch people, I kind of copy what they're doing, and I sort of become better as I watch what they are doing. Now, if you want to be like your mom, do you follow your friends? No, you don't. And if you want to be your dad, do you follow, say, your teacher or, well, your teacher may have some qualities that are like your dad, but if you want to be like your mom, you follow mom. And if you want to be like your dad, you follow dad. And in the same way, if we want to be like Jesus, who do we need to follow? We need to follow Jesus. The Bible teaches us that to be more like him, we need to follow him. Now, I want us to spend some time in Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2, and we're going to read what those verses tell us. Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2, it says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So we're given the first command to imitate God. Now, I'm not sure if you children know what that word imitate means, so we're going to replace it with the word follow. Um, how many of you have ever played the game Simon Says? Are you familiar with that game? All right. Simon Says, raise your right hand and wave it. Put your hand down. Uh, I saw some of you. Simon says, put your hand down. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so we are all familiar with the game. Uh, the leader provides a command of what he or she would like you to do, and the followers are to, fo uh, to carry through that command, right? Now, the interesting thing about the game that I have seen is sometimes the leader will provide a command, 
but they won't follow the own com their own command that they're giving. So they're telling the followers what to do, but they themselves aren't doing that action. With Christ, we don't have to worry about that because he lived a life that was not just filled with talk, but he lived a life that was filled with illustration of selflessness and of love for others. Now, why are we to follow everything that Christ does? We're told later on in verse one of Ephesians five that we follow him because we are his dear children. Now, some, some versions use the word beloved, and we don't really use that word very more. It's a little outdated. But to understand just how powerful these words are in this context, we see that this word is the same word that Jesus used to describe his son in instances such as when he was baptized in Matthew 3, verse 17, when he says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, can you believe that, children? We are as special to God as his son whom he sent to die for us. He called us beloved just as he called Jesus beloved. Further in verse two, in, uh, verse two of chapter five, we learn how we follow his example. Now in order to follow someone, in order for us to be like someone, we have to have an understanding of what that person is like, right? So your director, Mr. Reinhardt, has um, run in a number of, tri has participated in a number of triathlons and Ironman races. And if so, if you wanted to participate in a triathlon yourself, you might want to go to him and ask him or learn some of his um, techniques, right? Well, the same way, the same is what we would do in order to be more like Jesus. We would go to him and we would have an understanding of what he is like so we can be more like him. Verse two tells us how we can do that. We can live a life filled with love. If we're to live a life filled with love, just as Jesus did, then that would help us to become more like him. Now, when he lived on earth, he taught us how to love others. He showed us how by the things that he did. And so we're gonna spend a little time talking about what Jesus was like so that we know what we need to do in order to be more like him. Now, Jesus served others. He served and helped others even when they didn't ask for help. Now, sometimes at home or when we're with our friends, the opportunity might pop up to help someone, help maybe our parents or with chores around the house, or maybe we finished our classwork early and we have a chance to help another classmate with their homework, or maybe someone has fallen on the playground and we could stop just a few minutes to help them. But sometimes we feel a little lazy, right? And we think, oh, I could be doing someone else, something else with my time, so I won't help them. Or maybe you've been helpful to that person in the past and they have not been grateful to you. They haven't said thank you ever so you think, well, I'm not gonna help this person because they're not gonna say thanks anyway. Well, do you remember the story of the 10 lepers? Do you children remember that story? There were 10 lepers who came to Jesus and they wanted to be healed. And they said, Master, 
Help us, have mercy on us. And Jesus looked at them with compassion and he said, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went on their way, what happened to them? They became healed. The leprosy left them and they were whole again. Now, do you remember how many of those lepers returned to thank Jesus? Only one did. Out of the 10 lepers, only one did. Do you think Jesus knew that they weren't all going to return? He did, but he still heals them anyway. He still served and helped them anyway. Jesus loved and served others, even when they didn't ask and even when they didn't say thanks. Jesus loved the unlovable. How many of you remember the story of Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus maybe was about as short as some of you are, and maybe not as tall as your parents were. And he was an awful person. He was a tax collector. He would go around and he would collect the taxes, and he would pocket some of that money. He would cheat the people, and he would keep some of that money for himself. But guess what? Jesus loved him. And Jesus accepted him. And because Jesus loved him, Zacchaeus changed his mind. He changed his heart because he wanted to be more like Jesus. And he even gave the people back their money and even more than what he had taken from them. Maybe we can spend some time thinking about a Zacchaeus in our life that we could be more loving to. Jesus loved those in need. He had a heart full of compassion his mission was to help those who were in need, those who were forgotten by those around them. When we help those in need, we are following his example. One way we can do this in our own lives is through helping others around us that are not as fortunate as we are. Now, there are some who didn't sleep in a comfortable bed like we did last night, and there's some children even who didn't get to eat a great breakfast like most of you did before coming to church this morning. Or maybe you have a friend or someone who's lost a loved one and just needs someone to be there for them, just needs a hug or a smile. Whatever the situation, Jesus sought out those who were in need of his help, and we can also do the same. Jesus loved his enemies. And Miss Jessica talked in this in her children's story a little. There were people who tried to trick Jesus and who were mean to him. Even as he hung on the cross, right before they spat on him and they did mean things to him. But guess what? He was still concerned for those people. When he hung on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them because they do not understand what they're doing. Even when people were mean to Jesus, he still loved them. Now, verse 2 of Ephesians 5 tells us, Jesus loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice. He showed us how to love unconditionally, meaning he showed us how to love without bounds, without any limits. There is nothing that we can do to God that can make him not love us. Absolutely nothing. Now, even though God loves us so much, it doesn't mean that we can do whatever we want to do, whatever we choose. Remember, if we want to be like Jesus, 
we have to be loving and kind. Now, it's important to follow his example because as we learned in verse 1, we are his beloved children. But there is something else. There's another reason why we follow him. We follow his example because it is a pleasing smell to God. Now, you may be asking yourself, can God smell me? Do you think God can smell you? I, I'm not sure that's exactly what the text is saying. He does like it when you listen to your moms and dads and take regular baths every day and smell clean. <laughs> but what he's referring to in this text is that when we follow him, it makes God happy. It pleases him. It satisfies him. When we choose to follow him, this makes God happy. This is very important because notice the verse doesn't say, follow his example because he says so. Now, you may have heard your mom and dad say that to you, right? You may have asked them or they may have asked you to do something and when they ask you, you say, well, why do I have to do it? Have you ever said that before to your parents? I'm sure you have. And have they ever said, because I said so? Probably they have, and they probably were frustrated when they said that. But when Jesus tells us to do something, we can trust that he is asking us to do it because it is something that is good for us. We can trust that the reason he asks us to be like him is so that we can live happy lives and so that through us, others can experience the love that he has for them as well. God loves you and he wants the best for you and the best is to become more and more like him each day. So let's stop and think about this for a little. You may be saying to yourself, but Pastor Larone, Miss Macaroni, there's no way that I can be like Jesus. He was perfect and I don't think I can be perfect like him. I even messed up today on my way to church. Well, the good news is that he doesn't ask us to do this by ourselves. Do you remember what Philippians 4 verse 13 says? Can you repeat that with me? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And with Jesus' help, we can become more like him. He can give us the strength to be more like him. Now, you've been listening to me and you've heard some of the ways that I think we can be more like Jesus. We can serve him like he served others. We can love the unlovable. We can help those in need. And we can love those around us who need to be loved. But I wanna hear from you a couple examples of what you think you can do to be more like Jesus. I'm gonna pick on you folks in the front. What do you think you can do to be more like Jesus? Be obedient to my mom and dad. Say that again. Be obedient to my mom and dad. That's right. Jesus was obedient to his mom and dad and even his heavenly father. Make a pumpkin pie and give it to your neighbor. You could help to make food and give it to your neighbor. That's right. That's serving others. How about any of you over here? What can you do to help? Uh, what can you do to be more like Jesus? What can you do to be more like Jesus? Um, I can be a pastor. Oh, 
Well, you can be a pastor. You can share the love that you have for Jesus with others around you. Now, oh, I have one more hand here. How can you be more like Jesus? Help people doing their things. That's right. You can help people with doing their things. Maybe you see a neighbor that's carrying in a lot of groceries. You could help them with that. There are lots of ways that we can follow Jesus' example to be more like him. Now, I want to ask you, if you would like to be more like Jesus, if you would like to follow Jesus, children, would you stand and repeat with me? <laughs> Say, Jesus, I would like to follow your example and be more like you. Let's say a prayer. Father in heaven, we um, are so grateful that you came to earth, that you didn't just sit in heaven with all your riches and with all that you had, but you decided to give that up to come and to live on this earth so we could know um, what it is like to live a life that is filled with love. Father, thank you for the example that you set for us, and I pray that you will hear the pledge of these boys and girls and that you will help them to be more like you. Help us all, Father, to be more like you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.